Hey there, listeners. Welcome to This Humana Life, a podcast for all Humana associates. We have amazing stories to tell and learning experiences to offer. We also believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insights into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. I'm Brittany LaMere. And this podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We're looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Join the conversation in our buzz group by visiting go forward slash THL. Also, make sure to text the acronym THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile Thursday morning. Hey there, listeners. Thanks for joining us for part two of our interview with Letitia Schmidt, IT Inclusion and Diversity Lead. So how long ago did did they roll out the culture evolution? The culture evolution, let's see, I believe it started in 2017, and now we're to the point to where we have open enrollment sessions. And so it started in leadership teams, and now the open enrollment's available through the Learning Center, and um, all the great, you know, people behind setting all of that up have we're able to negotiate a reduced rate, and so um, it does cost your department money for you to go through one of the culture workshops, but depending on the role that you have, the work that your team is doing, and what your department budget is, your leader may actually approve that. And so I always say it's great to ask and then find out. Yeah, I think our teams are, are going to be given the opportunity soon, and I, I know we've been hearing about the mood elevator. I, I'll say the most Im- impactful part of this for me has been hearing um, different leaders kind of share their stories with going through the evolution and pulling out their cards and and just giving these very personal stories that you wouldn't really expect to come from leaders. I mean, powerful stuff. So you can you could definitely see it starting to trickle down. And, and you're right, it was more of an internal movement versus them reciting something that, you know, a, mant- a mantra, a mantra, or, you know, something off a of PowerPoint. It was very personal. And it I think that was part of the shift we're seeing. And I love that you called that out because now in the role that I have, I get invited to team building offsites and other experiences. And I would say, well, can you come and share culture with us? I'm like, well, I can come and help your leaders share it because your exactly. associates mm-hmm. want to hear your personal experiences. I could teach you the mood elevator, but we really don't want to be doing that. We want a leader to say, you know, here's what it feels like for me. Here's where I am because all of their associates will fall follow mm-hmm. what they're sharing from their personal experiences. And I love that I'm seeing that more across our organization, but even within IT where sometimes it's hard. Um, a lot of us are introverts and it's sometimes hard to open up and share personal stories, but associates follow that. They buy into the authentic um, and vulnerable moments that you've had and they love to be connected to you as a person. But I mean, think about anything in life, I mean, you know, any Instagram story or anything that you're following social media. Um, stories. That's how people connect. That's how people, you know, are able to dive in and um, really integrate. And so I think this culture evolution really, you know, ties in that storytelling element. It does. And it, that's also kind of what we're trying to do with the podcast is bring bring these 
wonderful stories from these phenomenal people we have at Humana and share their story, share how they got to where they are, and also just take advantage of their expertise that they have and just really humanize our leaders because at the end of the day, we're all human. We all work for one great, beautiful, wonderful company, but we all have work that we're doing. And, you know, if we work better, I think we'll we all work better together. That sounds so cheesy. But, <laughs> but it, I just, I feel that that is just definitely it. And I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts about like an unconscious bias. I know there's a new word that's much more positive, but I can't think of it right now. It's um, implicit conscious. Wait. I can't think of what it is. Conscious inclusion? There we go. That's why we have the expert in the room. So uh, conscious inclusion. That Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. it. Thank you so much. I would like to just kind of hear your thoughts about that and any ways that we could actively engage in those conversations here in the workplace and create a positive experience from it. Okay, wow. Um, well, Maria Hughes and her team in the Office of Inclusion and Diversity are working on a large-scale rollout with a program around conscious inclusion for 2019. And so there will be some resources that everyone can use. So what I will share with you will be the Letitia perspective of not going through the training yet, right? Um, so whenever I, I have learned in the role that I have, when we talk about biases, that people get walled off, they get scared, they get concerned and that people don't step into the IND space often because they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing. But this movement that you just called out and, you know, telling authentic stories and being who you are really does invite the opportunity for us to learn from each other. And so whenever um, I think about being um, intentional about creating permission space for people to explore thoughts. That's really where we want to be because I don't have the experiences that you have nor that you have, right? But I have a way that I can share with you what my experiences are and then learn from your perspective if you will are willing to open up and share back with me. And so many times, um, you know, biases are are not the the bad thing. It's our actions that we may take based on that tendency or that unknown you know, filter that, that we haven't discovered yet. Um, but it, it's the act on those biases. And I'll share one, and I haven't said this out loud, but it's a weird thing that, you know, you. I was just discovering the other day in my own thought process. I was like, I think that's a bias that I have. But I was driving in, and you see homeless people with their little signs, you know, that they have and they're holding. And I've often wondered, where do they get these signs? Who makes these signs? And I don't know why, mm -hmm. but that was a bias in my head that I was thinking, and this is absolutely absurd, so I'm ashamed to say it out loud, but I don't know why. I was like, did I think that they couldn't write or they wouldn't have access to pencils mm -hmm. and cardboard, right? But what interrupted that, so when you talk about bias and interruptions or interrupters, I was walking down the street the other day, and there was a gentleman um, who appeared to be homeless with his you know, belongings next to him, but he was sitting cross-legged on the sidewalk writing his sign and whenever I saw him writing the sign and making the letters it just stopped me in my tracks I was like here I had this bias and obviously many homeless people are educated mm -hmm. but I never slowed down enough you know to think about that thing that was swirling around in my own brain and so I'm sharing that just because most of the time we don't even have an awareness until we are in an environment that disrupts it and then it's like oh 
I didn't realize I was doing that mm-hmm. or I had that. But what I really love about the what we're doing now and creating per- permission space for safe conversation is that I can start to share my own thoughts and explore them out loud. And that's where the learning happens. Now, if we are in that mode of curiosity and learning, if we get into that mode of judgment, you know, that we talk about in some of the culture workshops and and judging others, then it doesn't create that safe space. But if we are in the mode of learning and curiosity, it gives us the opportunity to to share our perspective. And then someone else can in turn respond and, and educate us and further educate us. And we have to be willing and open to have that learning mindset to to learn from them. Um, It really is a a bother to me, and I'm not sure how to articulate it, um, when we have limited space for ignorance and people don't have tolerance to pause and educate, that is a bother to me. And so I really hope that we can continue to grow this permission space where people feel comfortable showing up and speaking up and that they don't get chastised or talked down to for what they share, but other people are willing to take that nugget and explore it and further uh, pull it apart. You said that so eloquently, but it Mm -hmm. comes down to, you know, if, if there has, been a situation where someone says something that may be offensive we need to assume positive intent yes and we need to come from a place where we can we can bring light to it we can educate we can do it professionally it's kind of like you know um the advocacy with my 16 year old you know teaching people educating and doing it from a good place not because i think you're a terrible person but because i'm i'm going to give you a perspective you may not have heard before and i think we can all connect with that that's that's a reasonable ask especially in a in a company as i feel as progressive as humana so th- you but you said it beautifully mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that you brought in the assumed positive intent part because that is exactly what's behind it. And sometimes we get caught up in being so busy that we think someone's, they're trying to take us down or tell us, but just assuming that positive intent that this is an opportunity for us to share and explore. And the other buzzword that we hear a lot is the intersectionality, which I think brings all these pieces together. Um, What is your definition of intersectionality? I think so often when we look at diversity demographics, we look at one element and we might look at gender or a person of color or whatever, you know, age, religion. And I think around intersectionality, you know, there have been books and scholarly articles and a lot of um, great consultants that speak on this topic. But for me, in a very simple term is to say, how do those elements of diversity intersect in one individual to create the experience and the lens that they have? And so we know a lot of times within the WNRG, we might be speaking from a gender perspective and women, um, but how can we stop and look that the unique experience of an African-American woman is very different than that of a white woman or you know, Hispanic female? So as we start to really peel back the layers of what makes that person the, the unique individual that they are, there's so many factors that do. Well, this is a this is a question we ask all of our guests. We would kind of like to hear your thoughts. What does bold goal mean to you? That's such a broad question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, bold goal is actually something that gives me a lot of pride in working at Humana. 
it, it's Humana putting themselves out into our communities and saying that we have an appeal and a way to influence communities to be stronger, better, healthier for not only their own outcomes, but for generations to follow. And so there's so many layers whenever I think about goal, bold goal um, that we could look at. But for me, I think it's around the well-being of our communities and how Humana is really rewarding people and educating them um, on how to do that. You are listening to This Humana Life with co-hosts Tara DeLucia, Carmen Pantoja Evans, Brittany LaMare, and our special guest. Be sure to text THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile or share with us on Yammer at go slash THL. Do you have a fun fact that people don't know about you? <laughs> I don't have any secrets anymore. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I did... Meet my husband on a cruise ship. I can say oh, that. Oh, we were cool. traveling with a large group, and so we knew people who knew each other. Um, but we just happened to uh, be traveling within that same large group, and and we met on a cruise ship, got engaged on a hot air balloon. So oh he created yeah. that experience based on it's the cool. fact that we met on a ship, and he wanted in the to, ocean, yeah, to the get skies. engaged in the air. But that's why I love the podcast that you're doing, um, This Humana Life, because being here almost 16 years, I have experienced so many life events at Humana, and that's what makes me um, just love being here is the resources and the, the support that we I have personally received. Um, you know, I got engaged, I got married, and we had both of our children, one who um, was in the NICU for an extended period, or mm-hmm. a short period, I guess is what I would say. But, um, you know, every experience that I've had, I lost my father-in-law, lost my mother, um, just so many real life events have happened that I receive support from my Humana peeps, I guess, my mm-hmm. Humana family that have been so significant and exciting and scary. Um, but knowing that we have such a great workforce, great people to connect to that helped me through some of those really exciting and hard times um, that I'll forever be grateful. I want this podcast to also start being a place and a platform where we can share these experiences and celebrate successes. And sometimes we fail, but it's part of learning. And I mean, this podcast was a complete learning experience. And I really just want to be able to lift up not only WNRG membership, but all our like Humana Associates as a whole and to start really celebrating each other when something great happens and start really focusing on the good and keep it the positive and and move towards that. I love that because something that you've done is you've reached out to people across the company and you've said, I see you. And and now you're letting other people see them. And so exposure is so important to the diverse stories that we have. And I, you know, I say that to um, people just around me on a regular basis is that I want them to know that they have been seen. And I think if we all let people know, I see you, um, there's different things that can come from that. It can be conversations around potential. It could be conversations around connecting them to someone in the network and, and, or to recognition. It doesn't yeah. have to be anything formal. It, it's just that um, sense of belonging and comes 
on the career website, there there's a nice little presentation on different ways that you could recognize employees. It has, I think, 15 different ways. So we'll include that in the show notes. I, I think it's a fantastic resource. I'm not a people leader, but if I see something great happening, I, I definitely try to let people know, hey, you're doing an awesome job. Like, give yourself some credit for this. Yeah. Put it in work day. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Track it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your all your insight and all the energy that you bring and and just how you share with everybody in the community as well as the Humana life. Humana fam. Yeah. Any other questions you have for us? I don't. Um, but, you know, I think I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out that um, – this past year, I you know I have been doing so much mentoring in the WNRG. I have mentored um, in other aspects within IT. And this past year, I thought, how about if I take some of the culture evolution work and I overlay it into inspiring health? And and for me, that came into becoming a DPP lifestyle coach. And so um, through Humana's program, I have now been um, working with twelve associates on their um, health journey to prevent diabetes, and it's been such an amazing experience just to help them feel in control of their future um, with their their health journey and to be a part of it and with everything that I've shared with you today I think um, the group that I'm working with is just amazing and I'm so excited for the outcomes that they're creating within their own space and DPP is diabetes prevention program yes Mm -hmm. awesome and I think some people are scared to venture into that to find out what it means. So they might be kind of scared when they get that email that says, hey, you've qualified for this program. But if you get the email, it's actually pretty spectacular because it gives you the opportunity to really look at things that are within your control to delay diabetes um, or prevent diabetes from happening in your future. And so if there are certain health factors that come into um, alignment, then it's likely that you would be at risk. And there are things that we can all do to take control of that. And there's some things that happen in life and our health journeys that we can't control. Um, But it's so exciting to know that with active minutes and weight loss that we can delay it. Are those folks identified through biometrics or self-identified? Typically through the biometric screening. And then if they meet certain criteria, they will be invited to participate. But your company wants you to be healthy and well. Sounds like a winner. It is. I just want to say thank you for having me here. I really just appreciate being able to share some of my stories from being within the Humana organization. And like I shared how my Humana life, my, my husband sometimes will say, is this Humana time or home time? I'm like, it's always Humana time, right? <laughs> um, but he knows to ask the question. But thank you all so much for having me here. And I am just thrilled that you are sharing this podcast experience with people around the company so that they have the opportunity to tell their stories. Thank you. Well, thank you for being so honest and candid and authentic and real with us. Like, it, it was just a phenomenal experience. You're welcome. Thanks, Letitia. And that's it for this episode. You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239-355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.